Brother Dean, and I, I'm over at Nitro. Uh, this is my officially last day uh, with you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I know 99.9%. I don't know you, but I know 99.9% .9 of you guys uh, between now and before. And so tonight is really, really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be up here, as you can kind of see. Tonight we're going to be talking about searching. And what I'm going to tell you guys is just like you guys are doing tonight, we're uh, getting ready to get started on searching itself. All right, let's pray and pray for my throat. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you, God, right now. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for tonight and all the students that were able to come from both college, high school, middle school. God, I, I thank you uh, for uh, the years of uh, ministry and leadership that you've allowed me to do this. I stand humbly here in front of you, Father, uh, knowing, God, that you have uh, allowed me to do some of the greatest things that I could ever say to do uh, with these students, Lord. And tonight, God, I just pray that as we start talking about last chance, uh, that you would um, take them to another place, Father, that you would really show them where we need to go, Father. Uh, I thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, guys, give me one second. got to grab something because I thought I had it right in front of me. Uh, oh, there you are, right there. Um, all right, sorry about that, guys. My notes were in the back. Um, I got two things I got to have. Hey, will you do me a favor? Uh, Savannah, will you do me a favor? Will you bring me that water bottle right there in the back? My throat is gone. All right, guys, tonight we're talking about, you know, in, in the series, so that you guys to kind of catch you to catch fuel up on where we are, we were on a series in um, in in Nitro called Last. That's where we were. We were in Last, and we talked about Last Word. We talked about um, different areas of Last, and now tonight we're talking about Last Chance. And excuse me, God, I'm sorry. Um, you know. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, when we talk about last, you know, every time I think about last, I, you know, usually last is something that um, people, you know, when they talk about last words or things that that's going on, you think about the last thing somebody does is usually something sad. You know, when somebody says their last takes their last breath, that's sad. You know, uh, if, in some cases, uh, when people don't get an opportunity to talk anymore, that's that's sad. But you know what? I see it as great. I really do. Christ, when when Christ had his last words on earth with the disciples before he went back to heaven, you know, that would, even though that was a sad case, it was a joyous case because guess what? God had something great and planned, great, wonderfully planned. For, for the disciples. And as you know, without him going when he left, he, all of a sudden the disciples, Peter, all these others, they had the opportunity to do things beyond where they were. Sometimes when we have people in front of us, we tend to be stifled, not saying that we're stifled because we're listening, but God really spreads their wings after he go, he's gone. And I kind of see it the same way, guys. Tonight we're going to talk about searching. And we're going to talk about Who's searching? You know what? How many how many people are there? How many? What is the total population in the world today? Can anybody tell me? Where you? What is it? It's close. 
Seven billion. It's seven billion people in the world today, guys. How many you think? How many people do you think are in America? Ten billion. <laughs> no, not going there. It's about it's it's about three hundred million people in America, guys. Let me tell you, that is a huge number, guys. And do you know what? It's funny because when you think about that many people, you think about how many people are searching. You know, tonight we talk, we're dealing with searching, and you know what's so funny? That people are searching. They're either searching to um, find the way of life. They're also searching to um, find the meaning of life. Searching for themselves, you know, they they go out and, you know, some of them make treks. I've heard people, I hear about people who say they're going to find themselves out in the mountains somewhere. I've heard that. You know what? A lot of times what happens is, and that's not all they do, you know, people start searching when it's right. They start searching, and sometimes they start searching things that they shouldn't be searching. They start searching into areas of drugs. I hate to say it like that. There are other areas as well. They, they search into food. I can't talk because I'd probably do the same thing. But they search into food. They search into just things to get a fix, a, a, just a quick fix. That's what they're looking for. But, guys, tonight... What they don't realize and what we're going to talk about tonight is that, you know what, nine times out of ten, God is showing them that there is something that they're looking for. They're looking for an answer. The answer that they're looking for is not in what they found a lot of times. But they're looking for an answer. And they're looking and they, they're looking into the way of life and all these things. But guess what? When they look into all those things, guess what happens? They don't find that answer in those things. Okay, he's having a problem with my, my thing. Um, guys, as, 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 unfortunately, it's not up there. I'm going to tell you this right now. One of my favorite movies is... The Matrix. How many of y'all like The Matrix? How many of y'all know The Matrix? The movie The Matrix. That's my favorite movie. All right. And guys, listen, there is so much about that movie that I really like. I love the action in that movie. I love the, uh, all of a sudden, what is that? Um, the freeze frame, what it, like that. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I have to do that kind of stuff. Uh, I like that. You know, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, whoa, you know, that's awesome. You know, um, I like just, just, man, it's just so much about that movie that I really like. But you know what? With all that that has, tonight I'm going to talk about not the main characters, of the movie. I'm talking about the main character, Neo or Morpheus. I'm talking about the crowd. How many of you all, if you've seen the movie, there is a scene where they have the crowd, and I don't have it up here, but there's a scene where they have a crowd, and guess what, guys? In that crowd, people are just walking. They're walking, they're walking. They're not walking anywhere, they're just walking. You know what? In there, Morpheus says this word. He says they're plugged in. And you know what is funny? 
When I heard that word, I'm sitting there listening. I was like, man, do you know a lot of people are that way right now? Now, is that the same as the movie? No, but guess what? In the movie, Plugged In meant is this. They didn't want to be touched. They didn't want to be bothered. They wanted to stay in their own little habitat. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. This is what I want. That was what Plugged In meant. And do you know what? Tell me this. There are a lot of people that are like there now. Don't talk to me about Jesus. Don't talk to me about anything outside of Christ. I, what, you know what? I'm happy with the life that I'm living. I'm really happy. I'm happy that, you know, my parents make a lot of money. My parents, uh, or, you know, hey, for that matter, I work at the Gap or wherever the store is that I do. I, may, I bring home a check. You know, my parents bought me a car. And they don't really care about anything but what's in their section. But you know what? As we're going to talk about tonight, guys, like that movie, if anybody is, if that's the only thing you think about, if that's the only thing that's on your mind, if all you care about is what is going on, being plugged in, uh, not being worried about what's going on. I got what I have right here. And not caring about Christ, not knowing who Christ is, guys, then guess what happens? You're just like those people. They're living in a fallacy. It's just a fantasy. But you know what? There are those people that want to be pulled out of it. And those are the people that are searching. Now, you know what? There are how many people, again, that we say in the world? What is, can anybody tell me, what, what do you think, what is 1% of 7 billion? What's 1% of 7 billion? Hmm? What, what do you think? Not 7 million. 70 million. 70 million. 1% of of 7 billion is 70 million. Let me tell you this. If 1%, if 1% of the world was searching, if 1% of the world was searching for to find out who Christ was, that would be 70 million people. 70 million people. Let me tell you something. If you had 70 million dollars, can you do something with that? Oh, you can. I'm sorry, Jack. I'm sorry. You're the only one. Listen. If, I, if there are 70 million people out there that, know, that, that need to know Christ, that are searching, then guess what? That's a whole lot of people. But you know what? After all that I said, today I'm not dealing with the 70 million people that could be. I'm dealing with the people that are. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the people who have the key. You know... There was one person in this room that had the gift. Who was that? Miss Diana. And you know what? We asked the right questions. Finally, you know, I know it was kind of, you know, we kind of got around it and some people didn't. But you know what? Somebody out of all the people that we had it asked the right questions and got that gift. And what we're going to talk about tonight is not only can one person get that gift, but many people can get that gift. Anybody can get that gift. All right? 
you know I love verses. How many of y'all got your Bibles? Raise your hand. John chapter 14, verse 6. Somebody read that for me. And once you get it. I don't care who it is. I, I always love to hear. This is... I just, Guys, I'm, I hear you can have it. Say it a little louder. I'm sorry, man. I can't do that right Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hey, guys, you know what? Those answers that people are looking for, they're, they're looking for the truth. And there's only one truth, guys. You know what? As, as we went through all that we did, the different people that were out here, we, none, of us, none of the other people other than Miss Diana had the gift. None of the other people had the truth. Just Miss Diana. You know what? That kind of represents, if you all have been in Sunday school, we've been talking about all the different religions that are out there. We've been talking about Buddhism. We've been talking about every other religion out there. But guess what, guys? I'm telling you, after I've looked at this, let me tell you, they have no answer. See, the thing is, they're looking for God. I'm sorry. They are. They're looking for God. They feel like they need to find God. They feel like if they do things, they can get to God. Guys, the difference is we know that because we, we know that we can't get to God. Salvation is a gift. And guess what? That's the difference. And when you know you have that gift, when you know you have that key in your hand, guess what? Giving it to somebody is so much easier. If somebody has to do ten things to get your gift, that's sad. Do you understand that? If, if everybody had to do ten things to learn to, to, become, to, uh, to get salvation, if they had to twist their head, run around ten times, and then they were going to be saved, guess what? That's too much work. The one thing God does say is you have to believe and you have to accept. And I know that I'm doing a lot of antics and y'all are sitting there like, oh, my God. But the point is, I hope that you understand, is that the, the, the important point is that you guys are the key. You hold the key. All right. I got to go back to my... Just like the crowds in the Matrix, so many times we get caught up in the living, uh, in, uh, living the life. You know... Because we are who we are, you know, we got to live. The difference is, is that when we're all we're focused on, even as Christians, about the living the life, we forget that, you know what, earthly life is not really what we need to be focused on. Yeah, you know what, I'm going to tell you, can you turn this mic down a little bit because you know me. I really would rather not have it on. You know, yeah, you know, you want to play baseball, that's great. You know, playing football is awesome. You know, doing all the different things you do, cheerlead, boom, you know, all that is great. But you know what? If that's all you're worried about, if there is nothing else that worries you in terms of the people out there in kingdom life, then that is bad. Because you know what? No matter if you tell or not, if you don't say anything, guess what? Everybody has to give an account. 
and the account that they have to give is either going to be good or bad. There's only two answers to this. You know, just like we had yes or no, there is only two answers. You either have accepted Christ and you are going to heaven or you're not. And do you know this? Let me say this. If you die today and you don't know Christ, I don't care how much you've done. There is only one place you're going. I hate to be like that, but that is exactly how it is. But I'm telling you guys, because you know what? How many of us have friends that don't know Christ? Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. If you only have friends that do know Christ, you need to get some more friends. I hate to say that, but you know why? Because as you're growing, there are more people out there that need to know. And that is something else. You know, as we go through this, you're going to understand. You know what? It's not just good enough for you to come to church. How many of y'all come to church here at North Florida? Raise your hand. Ooh, man, that is awesome. How many of y'all have been going here since you were real little? Raise your hand. How many of y'all, so that means you have been out under Pastor Ray forever. And I'm going to tell you, in four years, that man's got a lot of knowledge. And I've heard a lot of stuff. Let me say this. If it by now, after four years, I'm ready to do something else to help somebody else, if after 12 or 13 years or whatever amount of time you have, if you can't go out and spend one five-minute, 10-minute, 20 minutes to tell somebody about Christ outside of the North Florida fair, I call this the North Florida fairground. That means from, from Meridian to the end of the church. If we can't tell somebody else about Christ, then we need to turn it around. We need to have more friends. I'm not asking you to say, hey, let's go out every night. Let's do this. No, but you do need to associate and find out where those people are. Because you know what? Nine times out of ten, they're looking for somebody. They are searching. Somebody open your Bibles to John chapter 15 and verse 16. 15, 16. That is it. Go ahead. Guys, listen up. Let me tell you this. I'm here. You need to know this. You are chosen. How many? You are the chosen. And I use the word the chosen because it does mean that. You are the chosen. How many of you all have ever played dodgeball? Boy, you, of course you played dodgeball before. How many of you all have ever played any kind of sport and, uh, and they were picking sides? Okay. And let me ask you this question, ladies. Now, some of you all really don't care, but for the guys, I know this, I'm this kind of a question for you guys and the, and the real competitive girls, I'm definitely asking you all. How many of you all like to get picked last? Like as, a, as the extra, it's like you that last person in the back corner. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'll take that person right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I hated that one. It was like if I couldn't be at least... The second to last, if I was not the second to last, I was bad. I, was, I, I didn't play good. I was like, I ain't playing now. 
that's all right. I'm not, I'm last. I can't be out there. But the point is, is guys, that you're in God's eyes, you are chosen and you're chosen first. Each one of you all are chosen first in God's eyes. And let me tell you something, being first string, being first streak in God's eyes is better than even being on the U.S. Olympics team. And I'm going to say that that is amazing. So therefore, just like being cho- the chosen, you have to perform. Y'all didn't want to hear this. Y'all should have told me to go home. Go back to North. Y'all need to perform. What does that mean? That means you need to go out and tell somebody. Now, you know what? For those who are out there already telling folks about Christ, if you're already doing it, my hat is off to you. I thank you. But you know what? If you're not, this is the opportunity that I come to you and say, hey, let's get it there. We are chosen. God has chosen us. He said, but I have chosen you. What does that mean? What do you think that means about I have chosen you? What do you think that means? Huh? That, that means that, that you are not a, you are not a second hand. You are not the second hand string. You were the number one. You were a primary pick. You were like the, how many of you all seen draft picks? You are number one draft pick in God's eyes. That's how he sees it. And so being that, just like anything else, just like a number one draft pick, all eyes on you now. So you have to go and perform. You have to tell others about Christ. That is what it's all about. All right. John 4, 10 through, uh, 10 through 14, it says, Jesus answered unto her. Oh, uh, Jesus answered unto her. If you have, you knew the gift of God and who was asking it of you for, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my eyes, I don't have good eyesight. Sorry about that. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks of you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. You know what? As we're going through this, guys, we need to understand that God has the living water. What does that mean? If something is living... If something is living, what does that mean? Well, it's not dead. You're right. That's that's about as that's a good answer. Um, what else does it mean? If it's if it's living, if I said it's living, is it is is it gonna? You, if it's dead, that's a good question. If it's dead, what's gonna happen? To, I mean, what does it do? Can it move? It just sit there. It moves. It arrives. I like that. The, the point is, guys, that for living, for living, it has to, it's moving. You see something. And living water, for Christ, it is the thing inside of you. It is that spirit that God opens up when you have accepted him. That is that living water inside of you, right? All right. All right, you know, I'm going to give you all, like I like to do, I'm going to give you three things that you need to know about about how to move forward uh, with the search. All right? Especially if we want to, we're chosen for greatness to be used by God. 
the first thing we have to do is we have to get ready. Somebody read 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So it's up there on the board if y'all want it. <laughs> it's already up there. So if anybody wants to read it up there, that's fine. God, thank you so much. Guys, I'm going to say this. When we get ready, there are some things that you have to have. And the first thing you need to do into being prepared is you've got to pray. Prayer is absolutely vital. In fact, prayer is one half of a great communication with God. I say it one half. So prayer is the first half of a great communication with God. You know, um, as I look at it, how often should we pray? It says it there. How often should we pray? Always. In, in the King James Version, it says, without ceasing. It says to keep praying. And let me tell you, when I say that, listen, that doesn't mean for you to get down on your knees every five minutes in front of wherever it is to do. That means that while you're walking, wherever you are, as you're talking, God hears you. You know what? Where does God listen to you? Does he listen by your lips? Huh? Is God listening to your lips? Lip service. Hey, you know what? The Pharisees did a lot of that. They had a lot of lip service. So where is God listening when, you t when you're speaking to him? Right here. It's in your heart, guys. So as you're talking, you don't have to say a single word to say what God has to say to you, to find out what God has to say to you. Because you know what? God knows your heart. And he's watching that. That's exactly what he's doing. So the first thing you have to do in the getting ready stage is to pray. The second thing you have to do is to meditate. Open up your Bibles to Psalms 1-2. Better yet, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. So guys, the second thing you need to do is meditate. And I'm going to tell you this, one definition of meditation, guys, one uh, definition of, of meditation is the focus on one's thoughts. You know, the psalmist is saying this, that we need to be focusing in on God's word. We need to spend time on God's word. Reading for insight. How many of you all do this? For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I've read the Bible. Is that, is that meditating? Can anybody tell me, is that meditating? If I do that, if I just read a verse and say, okay, I got it, I've got my thing for today. You know, I, and don't get me wrong, hey, I got to get scriptures in the morning. I have my, you know, scripture of the day. But the true meditation comes when we spend time in God's word, when we sit down and we ask the questions. Hey, God, what does this mean? When you pray before you check, before you start reading God's word, 
God reveals so much to you. You know what? I'm going to tell you this. When I'm sitting at home, I can always tell the difference when I am speeding through something and when I am taking my time. When I speed through reading the Bible, if I'm getting ready for a Wednesday night, you know when I can tell that? I can tell it on Wednesday night. I'm not kidding. I can tell on Wednesday night when, I, when it feels like I'm reading, okay, I got that verse, okay, that's good, I'm there. Oh, uh, hey, listen, guys, I'm human. I'm just, like, I'm just like anybody else. But you know what? When I take the time and God opens the door and he shows me the verses that he wants me to read and I spend time and say, well, God, what do you mean by that? What, what does that really mean? Oh, okay, oh, okay, that's what this means. That's what it is. How many of you all are going to Snowbird? Raise your hand. That's good. That's awesome. Guys, listen, I went last year and I loved it. I'm, listen, I'm so mad that I'm leaving because if nothing else, I wanted to be at Snowbird. And the last time we moved, I wasn't there. And my wife told me, if you ain't here this time, I'm going to boil you in oil. So I can't go to Snowbird. But I'm going to tell you this. The best time I had at Snowbird is in the morning when we had our quiet time. I don't care whatever else you didn't do, that quiet time had to be there. And it was so important because you know what? That was your time between you and God. You praying and you listening to what God had to say. So for those that are going this year, please take advantage of that. That is an awesome opportunity. All right? Okay. So we got that. The last part of that is for the, for the getting ready is, put that the, the next one up there, um, is the have an answer. This is the one, I will, if, if I don't park anywhere else, this is where I'm going to park. Guys, um, you need to have an answer for the joy that's in you. In fact, read the next verse, please. Jared, you're my man. Read that for me if you would. Guys, when, I, when you look at this, giving an answer to the hope that's in you is amazing. I'm going to tell you this story. I, I said I won't give you any stories tonight, but I will tell the story. Guys, you all are very blessed because you grew up down here, and it's enjoyable. I didn't grow up, I didn't grow up in the South. I grew up in Chicago. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And there are times when we were able to go during things and things that we had to do, like catching the train and catching the bus. Listen, I didn't have a car until I was 21 years old, and I bought my first car. My mother tell reminds me that you bought your first car because that old ragtag bucket they had to spend a lot of money on. But I bought my first car, paid $500 for it. But the purpose of me talking about this is one day when I was 10 years old, me and my dad were on the bus. We were on the train. All right. And on the train, we were in one of the cars. The way the cars work in Chicago, they have what's called the L. That is an electric train. Now, you can go on from car to car on an electric train. You can go from car to car itself. Now, we just so happened to be in car two. There was something going on in car one. This is we're on 87th Street. And I'm going to tell you like this. Everybody peeled out of that car, running away from the thing. It opened up and everybody ran off. Everybody in my car ran off. 
All right? So it is me and my father. We are inside. I look up, and literally, and I'm not kidding you, there was a man that had a bag of something in his hand, and he was sitting like this. And all of a sudden, he got up and literally kicked out a piece of glass. Now, let me tell you the difference between just your regular glass. This is bulletproof glass, all right? Double, triple paned, all right? It's where if you ever seen, uh, if you ever see any of the movies where the guys hold it down to look out the side to see what's coming on, that's where the conductor sits. That is impossible to over, to, to, to take out. You can't break it. You have to kick out the frame. This guy literally kicked out the frame. I'm sitting there with my mouth open and my dad is like, my dad tells me, son, I want you to sit here. And I'm sitting there like, no, we got to go. And he's still sitting there. This guy walks into our group, into our train room, and he is lit. The thing is, is that he is not having, he's a diabetic, and he has a bag of sugar. He has just taken a bag of sugar. So he is absolutely off the chain. My dad, okay, <laughs> this is extreme, guys. This is about as extreme as you can get. My dad sitting there, that man walks over there, he's talking crazy, all this other stuff. My dad calmly talks to him. I'm like, you are crazy. I'm looking at him like this. By the time that day is over, by the time the day is over, my dad had calmed the guy down. But you know how he calmed him down? He started talking about Jesus. Let me tell you something. My dad don't talk about Jesus. I love my father to death. But my dad is not the one that's sitting out on the, on the thing with the pamphlets. My dad is not like that. This is not his style. But he sat there talking to that guy. And, they came, and at that time, the guy sat down. He talked. Now, he still had to get arrested because he kicked out what he did. But the point is, is that my father had an opportunity to talk to him. I didn't talk to him, but my father did. I tell you that story because of this. I don't expect you to run around in Chicago trying to find a place where you can find people that are kicking out windows. But I am going to tell you this. I do say that there are great opportunities, guys. Tallahassee Mall, there are, at Governor Square Mall, there are so many other places that are out there that you have a chance to witness to somebody. And you don't have to tell them, hey, about God. You just say, hey, you know what? God is good. Or do so, just something real subtle and let that conversation come. You may give somebody, a, you know, 50 cents, somebody in there waiting to get into the, in the Coke machine. You may have 50 cents. You may give it to them. And, and you say, okay. Well, they say, well, thank you. You say, well, God is good. And some strikes from that. I'm not saying that, guys, but I'm just pointing out that there are very great opportunities to talk to you. All right? All right. I'm going to start wrapping it up, guys. Next one. Second thing I want to tell you about is getting rooted. I mean, uh, get set. Just like a race, you got to get set. Set is just like in football. How many of y'all know when I say set? If they say set, that means you're setting up. In setting, you are down in your stance. You are in one place, no matter what it is. In tennis, when you're getting ready to, when they're getting ready to serve, you want to be set. You want to be in your stance. Well, the fun, same thing is, guess what? Getting set is like being rooted. Go ahead and put the verse up if you would. Tanner, will you read that for me?
Go ahead, put the next put the next one up there, please. Go ahead and put the next. All right, guys, you really can't see that, but that's a tree. And I'm going to tell you this. The tree has deep roots. And the deeper your roots are, the stronger you are. The deal is, is this. In the north, when you have rainstorms and it rains real bad and keeps raining, what happens is, is that if you don't have the right soil, if your roots are not deep, then what happens is when wind comes by, and even down here, when wind comes by, it just knocks the trees over. So what you have to have is, is in a lot of, in most cases, like oak trees, they got deep roots. The deeper they are, the bigger they are, the deeper those roots are so that they can stay stable. And that is just like you guys. As you are learning who Christ is, you have to get deep roots. How do you get deep roots? By reading your word. That is verse, Psalms, Psalms 3 is the, is the next verse after Psalms 2 which is the verse of meditating. So when you meditate, you get your roots. Go ahead to the next one. All right, guys, this is it. I told you I, wouldn't, I, hope, I hope I wasn't up here too long. The last thing I want to tell you all is about go. You know, going doesn't mean that you have to go out of the country Going doesn't mean you have to even, some, most of the time, go out of the city. Going means that there is a need, and somebody needs your help. Easy witness is by a cup of water. It is. Easy witness is by helping somebody when they need it. I found out something about three weeks ago that I was I didn't know. One of my stu one of my nitro students came to me after nitro was over and said to me, "Hey, I would have loved to have stayed in nitro, but we didn't have any food. I had to get something to eat, and one of the other groups feeds us, so I couldn't stay because they were feeding us. Man, that just like made me feel like this because." Let me tell you something. If that's the reason why you're not coming, then let me find a way. But I don't know that until it's too late. Guys, that is the easy way of worship. That is the easy form of service. Whatever that opportunity is, make that happen. Put the verse up there for me if you would, Billy. Oh, that's, I think that's, I already had that one, I'm sorry. Um. Oh, that's what it is. Matthew 28 and 19. Y'all should know this one by heart. Can anybody tell me what it is by heart? Yep, it is. <laughs> it's very close. You, I appreciate you. You start. You is a great commission. That's right. Yeah, it is. It is in the wall of the church. Absolutely. Um, go, do me. A, uh, it's uh, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Guys, listen to this. We need to spread the word to all. That's what we're here for. And spreading the word doesn't mean that you have to throw the Bible at folks. 
Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I know people that will do that in a heartbeat. Listen, and, and if you remember a couple verses back, it said gentleness. That's what we have to have. We have to have gentleness when we bring it because, you know what, I'm going to tell you, I took martial arts for, I think it was 12 years. And I'm going to tell you it's funny. is because the ones that, the fights that I've had, the sparring matches that I've had that were amazing was when the guys were really harsh at it and all I did was something really small in order to battle them off. And that is exactly what it takes. The gentle moves, the gentle opportunities you're going to have, you know what? They're going to make bigger statements than anything else. They really are. Last verse, and I'm quitting. Matthew 10, 36 through 38, and I'm going to read this. When he saw the crowds, he was compassionate on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Let me say that again. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I put it down, guys. I'm not asking you to do amazing things to be amazing. I'm asking you to do little things, and through your little things, they will be amazing. That's what I will say. Let's pray. You know, I have the greatest opportunity a person could ever want to have the opportunity to talk to you guys. I've known... 90% of you since the beginning, and this is a great opportunity right now. The first thing I'm going to say to you is if you are searching, then we need to talk to you because searching means that you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. It takes only that, but if you are searching, we need to talk. You can see me or you can see Pastor Jesse, or you can see Brother Tom LaDuke, you can see uh, Brother Billy, you can ask all, any of the leaders. The other people I want to talk to are those who know Christ and are doing things. Thank you. I thank you for your support. I thank you for your work. Now, for those people, because nine times out of ten, I'm going to tell you this, 10% of the people do 90% of the work. That means I can tell you if I took 10% of you guys, 10% of you are doing the work, then the 90% aren't. So I'm talking to the 90% right now. Where are you? We need you. The harvest is plentiful, but there are not enough laborers. And guess what, guys? You don't have to be special in order to do this. You're already chosen. So, Tonight, I want you to start praying that God would lead you in a different direction. Guys, if you sit at the table too long, you get fat. Take it from me. But the point is, is that spiritual fatness can be worked out through helping, being involved, doing VBS like a lot of you guys are doing it. But not just there, everywhere else we have an opportunity. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you, God. I just thank you, Lord. I, I thank you for every student here, Lord. I, I, I love them to death, God. I, I love them like you love the church, Lord. And I tell you, God, that, Lord, it's, it's so amazing. I, I'm so... I'm so so torn in the things that have to be done, but God, I know you have another thing for me to do in normal Illinois, God. But I say, God, as I leave tonight, Lord, that God, I thank you for the opportunity of every student in here. Lord, I don't even want to start names because I'll be here for another 10 minutes, God. But I want to say thank you, God. Thank you for allowing me to put my put your word into their lives, Lord. Thank you for allowing me to share with them some of the things that happened to me, some of the good, some of the bad. God, I thank you for all that you've done, Lord. God, I just pray that they would see where the harvest needs to go, Lord. And God, that they would get even more involved in your in your service lord thank you for pastor jesse thank you for the rest of the leadership lord and i pray god tonight as you guide us that you would keep us safe in jesus name i pray amen